Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you. This morning, it is Battery Day. It's here, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time is when the presentation, well, the Investor Day presentation starts, and Battery Day is after that. Uh, we'll talk Tesla. We'll talk price action in Amazon this morning and Peloton because there's news on that front. Uh, more restrictions just announced in England as far as coronavirus is concerned, so that can be weighing on markets here a little bit. Uh, had a couple activist stakes disclosed overnight. Uh, GameStop, uh, they had a stake that was raised, and an active stake in Comcast, which you don't see very often. Uh, our guest today is Anne-Marie Band. She's, of course, uh, one of our favorites. She's a trader. She runs thetradingbook.com. She would join us at 8.15. want to remind everyone to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that. And now I will throw it to Joel, who will recap for us what exactly has happened here in the overnight trading session. Joel. Shoppy is what your overnight range is. We are trading down five handles here at 32.70 right on the nose. Uh, we have crude in the green by just a few pennies at 39.56. Gold descending on 1900 down a buck 30 at 1909.30. Silver in the red too by 22 cents, 22.2 cents, room 222 at 24.175. And Bitcoin backing off 11,000. It's down $40 here at 10,445. We just, we had a nice rally going and then Mr. Johnson came out with some negative comments. I mean, that just happened here a few moments ago. What are the comments? Um, 10 p.m. curfew now uh, in the UK that applies, our, uh, that applies to everyone. Uh, except for, I guess, food delivery drivers and obviously essential employees. Uh, no indoor gatherings, or uh, at least as far as like weddings, was uh, cut to 15 people maximum. Um, what else did he say? We find the exact uh, restaurants and pubs. This is yeah. all like the most predictable. Like this is just like falling like by the playbook, really. And there's no playbook for a pandemic, but they said, you know, we're going to get the relief in the summer, and then September's going to come around. People got to start going back. You know, obviously the kids back to school, people going more indoors as it gets colder and it's going to start to spread again. I mean, you know, you talk about all this, but it's kind of played out exactly how some of these, you know, experts like Scott Gottlieb on CNBC have said. I mean, if you just think about it that way and if you're trading around it and trading around it, um, you probably would have been selling everything back in late August when Jeremy Newsom sold everything, the Jeremy Newsom top and been laughing right now. 
I guess we should have uh, listened to the experts because I kept my stocks. I didn't sell, you know. Obviously, I've had a little more cash because I've just been somewhat concerned. But, you know, obviously, I wish I would have went total cash when Jeremy Newsom did three weeks ago. Yep, now uh, 300 points off that all-time high. Uh, new low for the decline yesterday at 32 1775, but we got a nice bounce um, off the close, but uh, not really sticking yet so far this morning. So we look here, this market, you know, has chopped around a lot overnight. We had ugly day again yesterday, but it played out kind of how we said it on the pre-market show. I was saying, watch on the pullbacks, the tech stocks, the Amazons, the gamers, because if we're going back to this lockdown trade, these are the stocks that are going to take off. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. I took some heat. People didn't like it when I said EA could go up. In the, in the chat, EA opened at the low yesterday, right at the low, and rallied four bucks. Take two, huge day for take two. Amazon, they came with their buying shoes on. That's continued this morning with the Bernstein upgrade and competition for Peloton. So there's lots of stocks to talk about here. Maybe we should just start or should we go to the big gun and start with Tesla because everybody's looking at their screen saying, is Tesla really down $20? Uh, let's start with Tesla and then we can move on from that uh, because it is, it is down this morning. Actually, I think the whole, if you can call it the sector, several of those play, those names are down this morning. It's not just Tesla, uh, but Elon Musk uh, doing what he does, I guess trying to temper expectations a little bit going into that's uh, always what he does event today uh just saying that uh production whatever they announce uh production uh won't really reach a high volume until 2022 uh regardless i think whatever he said expectations for this event are through the freaking roof right now uh you've got speculation of a million mile battery it really i don't know if expectations a million is- mile battery i i know it, how's so- that work so expectations couldn't really be higher. What, what car lasts for a million miles? Has anybody ever had a car? I, I know my one buddy had a Honda that had like 390,000 miles on it, but has there ever even been a car that has lasted for a million miles? Has that ever happened? No. no. What's like the record? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do you need a million miles for? The car will be falling apart by a million miles but it's cool well yeah i guess the idea is teslas won't fall apart (laughs) you buy a tesla today (laughs) you can be driving this in 2050 the same tesla will look identical and perform even better because we have the updates for it. no because you know what they'll do is it'll be like your phone the more updates you do the slower it gets oh yeah um so you'll be driving like one mile an hour exactly so 4 30 p.m uh, Eastern time is when the investor presentation starts. And then after that, whenever that ends, after that is the, uh, the battery day talk. So it'll be after hours. So just keep it on your radar uh, today. Uh, but heading into the event, I, I mean, it's shaping up best I can tell early, early uh, impressions here, potentially a sell the news situation. I don't know. Based on this morning. It, and well, it's it's sell before the news. And actually, I got I almost got dinged on this. And I'm going to thank Charles here right now, who saved my a blank blank last night because he called it out on Benzinga Pro. So thank you, Charles. If you're listening in the background, he's probably not because he has to squawk. But we the, he tweeted that out pretty fast that Elon Musk tweet. And I was like, oh, that's not good because you know what I do? I like to buy them ahead of Battery Day. So I was long Tesla last night at the close. 
And it actually was trading up five, six bucks last night. I actually sold some, which was good. But then Charles calls out the tweet and I was like, oh boy, that's bad. And I ended up getting out of my, the rest of my long, right in the 449 handle. So you had some time. Thank you, Charles, for being quick. And then she just continued to tank. Wish I would have went short, but I was just trying to save my, save my ass. I, like, I got to get out of Tesla. I should have been thinking fast. I got to get out of Tesla and get short, but it went really fast. So I hit my long and it just continued. They were hitting bits all the way down to like 430. And obviously it got a little lift there for 440 in the next candle and then just kept leaking. And now we've kind of consolidated here down 20 points. But Benzinga Pro Charles saves my butt. A uh, definite topping pattern here. Uh, four highs in the same area. Uh, I'll just look at that 461.94, which is the high of the move. Also, I've been repeating the closing on the pre-split day, which is 442.68. I think it at this area, you have a very, very low risk short at this area. Stopping yourself, just four highs in the same area, uh, all-time high up there at 500. Just looks like, uh, just looks like a topping pattern to me. Wouldn't want it's to be gonna, long. It, 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 the expectations here, though, now that he's brought them down for battery day tonight, it, he could have turned this from a sell-the-news event to a buy-the-news event. And I think it's very smart what he did if he's just doing stock management, like stock price management with this. And we know... You know, they do, every, every company does this to a certain extent. There's like, oh, you know, they try to bring down the expectations a little bit so they can get over that bar. So now he's got the expectations. Everybody's like, oh, battery day is going to be a mess. It's not going to be good. You know, we're down $20. You know, he's taking the excitement out of it. And if he can say something positive, I would not be surprised if after 4.30 tonight that Tesla actually gets a lift on battery day. So I think it's smart. I think it's smart by him. A little short-term one-day pain here for maybe potentially i i think the stock piece says anything okay could actually pop on it well just keep your, what are your thoughts on that? i i think you just gave like so many different scenarios that you know talking down your scenario. stock up your, well yeah the, he's talking down his stock so it can rally uh-huh. um yeah I, that's what I, I it's think. a possibility it's a definite possibility uh i just I'm just looking at the, the last four highs, and it just tells me there's resistance there. There's a seller there. So if you do get a pop, it really needs to clear that 462, and then it obviously opens up to 500. So um, on the downside here, you got a pair of lows just above 400. That's your support. Actually, you got a great support area. 407.07 was your low yesterday. 408 on Thursday, so two lows in the same area and four highs in the same area. So you couldn't, you know, if the strangles weren't $95 or the straddles or whatever, it might not be a bad option play. It's going to move out of here. Uh, I'm just unsure of the direction and leaning more towards uh, leaning on the resistance than trying to pick a bottom in support. I think it's just going to hang out until we get the news tonight, <laughs> and then it depends on how they feel about the news. So, I mean, what I, are they supposed to like? Like, are they coming out with some new? Oh, you heard the million mile battery or whatever, but you know they got to make a lot more cars to put the batteries into, right? And the batteries are for other things. Well, and that was part of the other tweet, the second tweet, Spencer, with production uh, issues there. Obviously, um, I think that was maybe what what the issue here is too. There was two tweets back to back. Did you read the second tweet? 
Uh, you're referring to the one. Uh, he, he went bang, he, and then two even, minutes later, he gave another tweet. Yeah, even with our sales suppliers going at max speed, we still foresee significant shortages in 2022 and beyond unless we also take action ourselves. So he's saying about the supply shortages, and yeah. I think that actually hit it down there too, which is what Joel was alluding to to a certain extent. Um, and that's why the stock's down. But unless we take action ourselves, what does that mean? Does that mean that they are going to full on, you know, start producing all that stuff themselves and just cut the suppliers right out? Are they going to announce something like that? Is he's preparing because here, let me just bring up the tweet myself because I'm butchering it. No, I I mean, I just read it. I read it for you. Yeah, but I can't remember exactly. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to just totally analyze the wording and trying to like read between the lines here. And it's funny, you know, it's like Jason, you know, Jason, you know, says, you know, you you do your research and you actually look and you read between the lines. You can get ahead of the trade sometimes. So sometimes there's something there and sometimes there's nothing there. But he says, we intend to increase, not reduce battery cell purchases from Panasonic, LG and CATL. However, even with our cell suppliers going at maximum speed, we still foresee significant shortages in 2022. So is he saying that they're going to start producing battery cells themselves? Is he going to announce that tonight? That they're actually, you know, because they obviously they're, they're purchasing them from Panasonic, LG, and CATL. But hey, then he says uh, we need uh, to take wait, action ourselves. I, I want to interrupt you real fast. Um, okay. And an influential short seller is out on a new short. Muddy okay, Water. let's go over that. Uh, Muddy, Muddy Waters. The, the stock is NNOX, Nancy, Nancy, Oscar, X-Ray. Uh, so that is moving down here. It is uh, from Carson Block, who actually had maybe an all-time interview on CMC yesterday, but that's an, another story. Uh, anyway, they're out this morning uh, with a new short report on, uh, and then let me go to the report now and see what it says. But this just came out like a minute ago. They just tweeted this. Um, These tweets move stocks. Yeah. We had Elon Musk knock Twitter or knock his own stock down there 25 points last night. And obviously, we know Carson Block at Muddy Waters, which had a great segment. We'll talk about that in a second on CNBC last night. Um, it's down 14%. These things can get ugly sometimes when they obviously have accusations. We know there's multiple. This all started. Was was Citron the first to really start this? You know, this like you know, research, the short selling research reports that just annihilate stocks. You know, Hindenburg is one of the big ones here now. Muddy Waters is on. And they don't do as much, but they when they come out, everybody listens as well. Those are the big three, eh, Spencer? Those are the big uh, three. I would say yes. Is there a few other ones that do Citron, this? Citron, Muddy Waters. There are others. Hindenburg. Those are the big three. Um, so when they say Ackman something, Ackman peep the market started, listens. Ackman started it with uh, with Herbalife, and he kind of got rolled on it. But Ackman did it a long time ago. But uh, True. him and him and um, we lost your mic again too, Joel. I don't know. You're gonna have to get a new headset maybe because their mic is just it. It comes in and out is what it is. It's probably a faulty cord. So you actually might have to go and get a new headset if it's gonna continue to do that. But we apologize for Joel's low volume. Um, so anyway. I, I, uh, do you I want to give us levels on this, Joel? NNOX is that's hard to do because it hasn't been out there that long. Can't even. I don't know if uh, it's... you talk about kicking a dog when it's down. This was sitting on three daily lows and it just right in the same area. So technically, they wanted to bust it through the low of the move, twenty-seven sixty-three. Uh, only two daily levels to keep an eye on. Twenty-three fifty was your low on August twenty-fourth. We haven't hit that yet. And then the old-time low for this issue. On its first day of trading was 2026. That's all I have for you. 
currently trading at $24, but they just they kicked it right when it was like trying to put a triple bottom in. Good timing by Muddy Waters. Okay, Joel try to shake his cord a little bit and try to get that out. And he's going to get a new headset here for you. Um, we're either send one. Oh, something clicked there, so maybe that's going to work. But um, let's move on here. Let's go it over to Amazon because this is a big headline here too. And Amazon gets an upgrade today. Amazon competing with Peloton here this morning as well. Uh, give us the, give us all the details here, Spencer. The, the Prime Bike. I wonder how they came up with that name. Is, is that what they're called? The Prime Bike? Uh, yeah, well, it's uh, Amazon. They're not doing this by themselves. It's a partnership with, with who? Uh, uh, Echelon uh, okay. is the name of the company. Um, and they're making the Echelon Smart Connect Fitness Bikes, uh, a.k.a. the Prime Bike. Uh, they said it's going to retail for less than $500, which is a uh, massive pri- uh, lower price point than peloton so oh wait Anne marie band is here and, and i lost track of time it's 8 17 so let's do amazon oh. real fast bring marie in. Well, amazon. she'll talk amazon yes too. yes uh, let me bring her on in a second so um here bring Anne marie on right now i'm sorry Anne marie i lost track of time there with that muddy water short report so Anne marie band is with us she's the uh, author of uh or she runs a tradingbook.com she's a trader she's a technician uh and she's here now Joining us on pre-market prep, I believe. One second, unmute her and get her up. Anne Marie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We are doing okay. We were just talking to Amazon and Peloton here. I don't know. Don't know if you saw that news, but Amazon launched their own version of, I guess, the Peloton bike and also caught a uh, upgrade this morning from Bernstein. So let's start there. Thoughts on Amazon here? Well, you know, they had a really nice fade. If you're looking for value, right, where it's, you know, you could always argue where are we going to find value here. But if you're looking for value, they had a great fade. And so for those of us looking in the market and we're saying to ourselves, wow, these things just keep going up and up when these fades come in and literally, what, what is that, six, 600 bucks or so, maybe even seven by the time we looked at the very low. Um, So that's a really nice fade from off where it was. And I think if anybody can compete, you know, they can for sure. When Amazon comes into your business, it always seems to ding it. And then the stocks seem to come back. And obviously, you know, they were going to deliver and put UPS and FedEx out of business. They were going to, you know, get into the grocery stores when they bought Whole Foods and Walmart and Target and Costco. That day fell 10%. It's always like this knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, my God, Amazon's coming at us. And we know we got to sell, sell, sell the stock. Um, Peloton is not getting that much. It's getting hit. It's down $2.50, but I mean, putting in this in perspective, the stock was up 10 bucks, you know, really yesterday. Right. And, and so you're only giving back 250 and Amazon's coming. And I mean, you're kind of a one trick pony here, Peloton. And you got Amazon going and, you know, going to kind of try to come in and take a big bite of your pie. I would have thought the stock would be down significantly more than that. So it's holding up fairly well. And I guess that's a good thing if you're along Peloton, that they're just kind of shrugging this off. I think so. But, you know, I don't I don't have the Peloton and I don't have the service. But what I was thinking about was, you know, a lot of times it's about who's running 
the program that you're working, right? So Joel, you have one of those, correct? Yes. Uh, Joel's mic is really having troubles here. Today. Oh, okay. Can't hear Joel at all now. So, so um, he's trying to he has one background. though, right? He has one though. Yeah, right? Joel has one. Yeah. yeah. And so I remember him saying that he really liked the instructors. And so at the end of the day, maybe we all have the same equipment. Maybe we all have whatever. But if it's about something more intangible, keeping you on the bike every day, it might be that it's the uh, instructors that end up having something to do with it. And Peloton seems to have strength in terms of people saying, you know, I understand that this is going to get hit, but these guys are great. And then plus, you know, we had new lockdown things come over the wires yesterday. And I think everybody moved back to the COVID stocks. Oh, yeah. And that might have... Um, that might have kept Peloton a bit buoyed more than normal. I don't know what your thoughts are there. No, we talked about it on the show yesterday morning, and we actually, I was saying, this is the kind of day everything was dipping in the pre-market. I was like, this is the kind of day they're going to jump back into the stay-at-home plays. And I was pitching Amazon. I was pitching the gamers, and that's exactly what the market did. Yeah. Um, so now you look at Amazon, and you think, okay, I actually think that low that it made yesterday morning at 28.71. It obviously opened and then it's, you know, it, it, it went down a little bit from there, but then came right back up. I think a lot of those stay-at-home stocks made their lows yesterday. So those are the stocks that I would continue to buy on pullbacks if you can get yeah. them. And Amazon is just firing on all cylinders plus. I mean, this yeah. is a company that, you know, like you said, it was a nice discount to come off $600 from the highs. You're talking about almost, you know, a 17, 18% fall yep. in Amazon in three weeks. And if you are a big fan of buy the dip, you're buying the dip on one of the yeah. best companies in the world. I'm yes. a long Amazon still, so I didn't continue to buy the dip. I'm still long it. But I mean, if I was not an Amazon, I'd be looking for dips to get in it. Yeah, most definitely. And really, you know, overall, if you're thinking about staying in the market through whatever's going to come down the river, as it were, um, it really is look for the best of the best and then wait for the dip. You know, there's just, we've fallen back into the stock pickers market space, I think. And so we're going to see that, I hate using those big words, but you're going to see that bifurcation again as we have that sector rotation and some things move and some things don't. You're not going to have uh, a good press in all the spaces. And so you just look for the highest performers and you risk the urge that you have to buy at these high breakouts and just wait until it looks really wretched and then you start picking things up. And yesterday, what a lot of these charts had done, certainly indices, they had retraced all of August's move. And when we came down into those lows of August's, we saw traders trying to push them below and then we started getting that flattening. And so yesterday was a pretty critical day, I think, in terms of buyers saying, hey, we got a foothold. We're trying to put a floor here. And now it's going to be, can we recover last week's damage? So it's just going to be that walkthrough space. And to be 
gingerly long some of the very, very good performers. Yeah, because if you look at some of the other performers, and this has been a stock picker's market. Some people don't like it when you say that, but it really has been because if you've yeah. just been buying everything, you've been punished like the banks. You look at Wells Fargo and you think, holy crap, it's, you yep. know, we're at the March lows almost on Wells Fargo yep. here. And you look at, you know, some of obviously, you know, there's just a, 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 there's just a lot of stocks that just haven't participated. I mean, yes. even yesterday, Boeing made a new low on the move yesterday and maybe it was some issues with the max, but you know, you can see American airlines, you know, every time you think, every time you think that these things, here we go, American airlines been consolidating for a while. It's starting to show some life here. They pull the rug out from under you and then knock them right back down. I mean, here's a exactly. stock that's went nowhere since June. So it has not paid to, you know, try to play the catch-up trade and thinking some of these names are going to eventually catch yeah. up to the big tech stocks. It's only paid to buy the dip on tech stocks. Yep. Very, very, very true. The one space that I think might be very interesting is uh, – you. Um, the healthcare space as it relates to things like Humana, to things like uh, United Healthcare, so HUM and UNH, those guys are going to win whatever uh, Medicare slash Medicaid storyboard. So that's another one that I would say, hey, listen, you just want to uh, buy the dip when you can find it. And the very different retail space that really caters to the affluent, um, and that would be uh, Restoration Hardware, RH. Those guys are unbelievable performers in the space. And so if you're looking for those pockets of excellence that are gonna weather the storm simply because of where they're positioned, that's gonna be something to watch and finding restoration hardware on a discount has been really really tough but it's given us a couple and then it's just absolutely roared it's one of the few that's really roared to brand new highs that is not in tech and so that uh, though expensive it really caters to um, a group that is not having any kinds of problems in uh the current environment what do you think on the overall market because we can know and let's just look at the s p and obviously you know even the nasdaq but i mean the s p here we've had maybe it depends how you draw your lines but you're starting to look like we had this really steep steep uptrend here since march where we've been going straight up with very few hiccups and now it's like we're almost breaking trend. Are you concerned here that, you know, obviously we're, we're, we talked about the tech stocks, maybe, you know, some of the dips on these could be okay, but are you concerned the overall market at all? You know, my thought is this. I tend to draw horizontal lines instead of <laughs> <Nice>. trend lines. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and so I like the horizontal lines um, because they remind me of the levels of breakout and advancement and okay. I get to see the retrace and so if we're looking at the SPX we can see that what we're in the middle of is something that looks if we look at the monthly chart it looks like a bearish engulfing candle that is sitting in its space if we run into the end of September looking like this and so that 
tells me, well, wait a second, we had the last time we were battling around these zones was just before the COVID space, right? So if we take a look at SPY and we sort of back it down into a monthly formation, we can see we're just under those highs that we had before the year started taking a terrible tumble in uh, you know February, March. And so my thought is, who's gonna look there? Well, the patient trader who says, all right, I don't buy the breakout, but I'll buy the retest on an uptrend. I think those are the guys that came in yesterday. And so they are the ones who have everything to prove. If they hold the edge, I'm not going to be too worried about the market space. And frankly, you know, we've moved so much so fast that really, even if we fell into 300, we'd still be in a massive uptrend. And so the recovery has been so fast. And, you know, I, I learned a long time ago, I'm not sure who the first person that said it was, but from fast moves come failed moves. And these we've had these savage moves over the last few years. And now all of a sudden we're seeing intraday volatility rise while the VIX continues to fall off a cliff. So for me, there's some measure of complacency where nobody's really buying the VIX anymore. You can see the VIX way down at the lows, even when we're dipping so far down. So I think that that's something super interesting. And right now, I think buyers have a lot to prove. My thought is, yes, I think we are being, I think we're right on the edge of, hey, let's not just buy every dip every day brings because that's not going to be pretty for us. We've seen that the last three weeks. And so my thought is there's definitely a yellow light flashing here for me. If we can get back and close the week above uh, 34.20, what we'll do is we'll recover the last couple of weeks of noise and we'll be sitting in a sideways patch. But you know, we've got a lot of things on the table. We have uh, political parties that have drawn lines and those lines look like they're very hard in the sand and they're going to do whatever and the market doesn't like that level of uncertainty my thought is why is the vix not moving why why are we not seeing any thoughts of danger will robinson as the market pulls in and i think it's because people really are thinking to themselves wait a second every time the VIX spikes and the market pulls in, it's just giving me another buy zone. So I'm just wasting my money uh, buying puts. Oh, there you are. Uh, Joel, we got you back there. I think we do. Hey, how you doing? All right. Uh, Anne-Marie, even when you say things like that and you're skeptical, you say it in such a reassuring tone that I can't help but feel okay. 
It's the calming voice. <laughs> it's like I'm the opposite. I panic everybody. I'm hyper, and and she calms me right, down. I'm like exactly. I'm so relieved just even talking to Anne Marie. It's therapeutic to us. It is therapeutic. You're so kind. <laughs> You're so kind. But she was so rational with her with her train of thought too, yeah. though. Like it all makes sense. And I mean, this is what you've got to do in this types of markets. I mean, you know, it's automatic. I'm in the markets 20 years, and I see the you know the markets going down. And I'm like. <laughs> you know, because obviously true. I have a long-term investment portfolio that's long only, and I hate seeing that go down. But I mean, you got to sometimes just sit back and say, hey, it can't go up every single day. Exactly. You know, we've had a hell of a run. You know, now we're just, you know, coming back in natural correction is the end of the yeah. world coming here. It looked like it in March, but I don't think the zombie apocalypse is on the horizon. So you know, maybe you pick your companies and you pick your spots. So yeah, and you know, I, I really think that the trader that wins this game is the one who's going to be very patient and not say, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger here. Because, you know, we, we recaptured the 50 last week. Everybody was talking about that. And then we just lost it this morning on the fade. Um with the news that that just hit i don't know exactly what it was but in the in the futures we popped up and then we pulled back down it's just we're in a war zone and it's like a game of tug of war and there're going to be some of us that are going to rush the gate and then there're going to be some of us that hold back and really i think patience is going to win the long game i don't know what's going to win the short game frankly because it really bothers me to watch the market fall and watch the VIX fall with it. And see, I've been watching the VIX for almost 20 years and I've not seen it do this. So my question is, what gives? What, what's, what's the backstory right there? And I'm not, I'm not sure when I go looking for it, I'm not sure I'm getting that answer. So I have that question mark always sitting there and you know, to your point, Dennis, about watching how the markets fall, they fall at a different speed than they used to. And so that, to me, that speed event is the one that catches me off guard a little bit. When it breaks, like yesterday, I was looking for the dip to buy it. I was looking right when it opened. I was like, all right, I know the buyers are going to come in here. We've retraced the entire month whatever, whatever, and they just ran all the stops. And I sat there going, wow, that was one of my stops that they ran. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> this is and supposed so, to happen? This by the yeah, thing's supposed to work. <laughs> exactly. And so I think, um, I really think a patient, slower pace, and it's almost a forced event. You just got to grab the, the arms of your chair and say, wait a second, what is it? that I need to actually wait for here. Anne-Marie, you said that you were concerned that the market was going down and the VIX was going down too? Yes. Okay. Um, I kind of thought that, that if, the market, if the market's going down and the VIX is going down, that means the volatility is coming down. So I think I would think of the opposite, that if, you know, if we were selling off hard, and the VIX was spiking and going up higher, I think that would lead to more volatility. I think a less, a less volatile market bodes well more for the upside. Oh, you're exactly right. The question is, 
That is exactly right. So the question is, is it true that the backdrop is saying, no matter how far we fall, everything's still safe because as soon as it stops falling, we can buy the dip, right? Because what we are doing right now is falling. Every day we've made a lower low in general for the last few weeks. And so even as we begin this week, yesterday we had a new low pressure event that has started bouncing. So yes, I definitely believe that it portends to more pressure to the upside. The question is, is that giving the trader complacency to buy anything they're seeing while there's still a little bit more of a drop really to be made that could turn into a panic event? That's my thought is, hey, are you not concerned at all that we're what is it, 300 points off the high for the SPX, and we're also completely off the highs for the VIX, because those two things will normally have a relationship that is inverse. And so I'm just looking at the broken relationship saying, should we, should we look at that and say, is there something that's causing that relationship to break? And just uh, just shifting away from all the technicals and just looking at the fundamentals. I mean, you're coming into perhaps you know two of the most volatile months of the year. Yes. Um, also, you know, an election. Yes. You know, in Chicago, you know, yes. the civil unrest. I mean, I just think it's just with, with so much. I mean, we we're not even certain that even after the day, you know, of the election that we're even going to, you know, have an Exactly. Think, we know I, they're going to fight. No matter who wins, we know they're going to fight. Yeah, so I that, think that models the picture a little bit. Exactly. And so my thought is, if you, if you're seeing that forward and you're not buying insurance against the fade, does that mean that we're naturally throwing caution to the wind? And that really, that's the only, that's the only, hmm, I wonder what that is. That, that's the only thing that makes me go, listen, just look for the very strongest, making the deepest pullbacks and just buy a little bit as you move up into the space. I think the big gamblers have a, have the likelihood of both winning big and losing big. So I see the tails of outcomes very fat right now. And that center point um, really being the best place for us to be. So I know that, I know it sounds like I'm punting, but really, <laughs> right. That's okay. Sometimes, <laughs> it, you know, sometimes buy, sell, or hold uh, is, uh, you know, there's different strategies, but um, I, I agree with you. It, it's a tough environment. I mean, for me, I'm just looking at, you know, last week's low. Let's close above that. Let's work our way exactly. back to 3,300. I know exactly. you mentioned that 3,420 on a weekly basis. Uh, my calculations don't have that happening this week, but right. hey, in, in this market, you know. You never know. Any, yeah. You know, get a stimulus uh, deal, which is still, you know, Trump has in his back pocket. And 
you know, you're going to come in or are going to be up, you know, 50, 75 handles. So yes. I think that's, that's one thing that uh, you got to be aware of. Yes. Uh, Anne-Marie Band is the author. She runs the tradingbook.com. She's a trader. She's definitely our most cerebral guest or one of Anne-Marie. Thanks so much for the time today. My pleasure. Always a pleasure. Good All luck right. today, fellas. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, let's get to some more stocks here. I did want to cover uh, Comcast and GameStop. This one, yeah. a couple yeah. of activist shares. You don't often see activist stakes in, in a company as big and diversified as Comcast, but you've got Nelson Pouch's uh, try on uh, taking a stake. It's a very small stake, uh, but a stake nonetheless, and he is a known activist there uh, in Comcast. And then uh, GameStop, they have an activist uh, stake, and it's it's the founder of Chewy, and he has since he announced yesterday that the or the filing showed that he had raised his stake, and that he had had several conversations with the board uh, about you know, ways to uh, you know increase shareholder value and that sort of thing. So uh, GameStop and, and Comcast both in the activist uh, wins here. GameStop squeezes on. The squeeze is on. Stocks hated. I still hate GameStop. I think it's it's you know just a gift for longs. I think in the long run, GameStop's going to be back down. But right now, the squeeze is on. Do I want to be shorted? Not when the squeeze is on. And the squeeze has been on here for the last month in this thing. So you get the activists in there. They kick it around. It kind of reminds me of Bed Bath & Beyond. Remember when the activists got in Bed Bath & Beyond and the stock took off from like 9 bucks to like 20 because the activists were going to turn the whole company around? And then eventually, you know, the, the, the buzz of the activists being in there and they realize, hey, it's still Bed Bath & Beyond and they start to sell it off again. It's kind of the same thing. So at a certain point, I, if I was in this, I would definitely be booking profits at a certain point. I'm not going to short it because these things can continue for a while, but the squeeze is on. You got activists kicking around. I mean, they raise the stake and they barely raise the stake and, and this thing pops 18%. So it just shows yeah. you how much, you know, that, you know, people, oh, oh GameStop activists, ah, ah. well, they're already in there. So he, he's talking a little more and he raises the stake slightly and it pops 18%. So it's telling you, it's scary to be short. But I would not buy this and put this in my long-term portfolio and think this is going to be a $30 stock. I think you will lose money if you hold this thing out six months. Uh, roll the tape from September 9th or September 10th when this stock got hit. I believe it was on earnings. And I said, you know what? People are stuck short this stock. Also, these is this a, who is it? Is it uh, Michael... Is it him that no, had to no, do it? It's not Michael Burry. It's the founder of Chewy. His name is Ryan Cohen. Yeah. I mean, this is such a well-orchestrated rally. I mean, you've seen, <laughs> you, you've seen it time and time again. And, you know, they it runs up. They get these activist stakes. They actually review their true fundamentals. It gets slammed and it comes back. Uh, you did stick your head over $11 here, $11.24. Uh, still trading above 10 bucks, looking for our first double digit close since God knows when. Uh, boom, boom. Uh, back in, well, it was April of 2019. Uh, but I don't know about buying this off the open, but I'll tell you, if I saw this at 11, at that pre market high, 11.24, boy, it'd be, it'd be a, a nice place to take profit. Instead of said, you know, big short interest, you can keep going. 80 cents off the high it will back off it will back off and fade and fade and fade and then come out with someone will come out with a downgrade and then it will go down it's just the same scenario but what i'm going to do is i'm going to uh reach out to michael pactor 
um, who has been uh, bullish this stock uh, for quite a long time and get his thoughts on it. So that's it. All right, we are going to get Joel a new headset. I appreciate. I, I appreciate. I, I laughed too when I just. I saw appreciate that. the super chat from Lloyd Locke there in the in the YouTube. So I just threw chat. us five bucks to $5 get Joel a new headset. Headset. <laughs> <laughs> Joel's going to get a new one here. We'll throw yeah. him the five bucks. We'll, I don't know if we can get one for five dollars or not, but we'll try. <laughs> no, uh, uh, but we will, we will get one for him today. Okay. Uh, what else was on my list of stocks to discuss here? Uh, I, I want to talk uh, Carvana. And and mm-hmm. uh, and and room this morning. Uh, both getting upgraded at Goldman Sachs. Holy cow! TVNA. Uh, no stop. Is that the only news on Carvana that's getting an upgrade? It's got to be something else, right? It's up twenty three percent. It's got to be something else. They may have oh, it's earnings. Oh, they expecting record that? performance in Q three. They gave guidance. No, right. They right. I didn't I, know they were giving guidance. They didn't. Well, no one knows when they give guidance, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so they they said here they expect record record performance. Holy Goldman with the timing of that. Yeah, <laughs> Goldman <laughs> upgrades at a five thirty or, or this morning, and Carvana raises guidance two hours later. I guess they were reading their Goldman note. <laughs> that's yeah. that's impressive. That's good timing by GS. Two hundred five dollars is the price target from Goldman on Carvana. Sixty dollars is the price target on Vroom. Uh, both up here this morning. Uh, this unbelievable, this move in Carvana. You caught people here now. People are like, oh, yeah, this you know, bubble burst in Carvana and we're short it. Uh, the, t- the, the, the key reversal yesterday now leads to a raise guidance and an upgrade from Goldman. If you're short this, you're talking about having a really bad day. Anyways, this stock can make, this stock potentially make new all-time highs. That's unbelievable that you have a stock that has fallen 162.30. had a stock fall like 25% in the course of 10 days. It's and in two price. days, it might get it all back. <laughs> two days. Two days. We got another two bucks for the headset. $7 now. I think they cost 50 We got to get that up there. But uh, CBNA, <laughs> that's unbelievable move. Joel, I don't even know what to say um, on a move like this. You got, the, you got the double good stuff with the guidance raise and GS upgrade. I mean, GS upgraded the price target to 205 yeah, this morning it went to two, it's two fourteen. Does GS go to sell now? Later on in the same morning, congratulations, the GS analyst. Sell your sell your peanuts when the circus is in town. You're selling this one? Oh God, yes. That there's no doubt. There's no doubt that this thing might not even close over two hundred bucks. I'll take that bet. Oh man. Okay, give me uh, give me four to one. <laughs> he wants odds though. Fifteen bucks away. All those people that are trapped, overhead supply. Oh my God! Some people are, are licking their. I think there's people who are short that are trapped. Okay. I I don't know. I stock tax on forty bucks. It's it's a ridiculous it. move. I'm going to give you that. I, I, I it's would, an I, absolutely ridiculous move. Exactly. But this market, ridiculous moves get more ridiculous. I've learned this before. Yep. And I, I don't know. If that thing pulls back, I'd be covering any short in a hurry. I tell you that because he, the, the guidance raise, the, that candle from yesterday, I don't know what the short interest is. And, you know, people will automatically look, oh, the short interest is only this. But short-term traders are buying and selling all the time. How about it will trade? They don't change under, the about, overall interest. How about it will trade under 200 today? The short interest on this puppy is over 17%. You squeeze, man. I think okay. you see an all-time we'll high. See. We're on a, we're so, okay, I'll give you a bet. I'll give you a bet. We'll make a bet here. Um, the all-time high is 235. 
I th so if we go from two twelve fifty right now, that's twenty two and a half bucks. I think it sees two thirty five before it sees one ninety. That's a fair bet. If I did the math right, did I do the math right on that, Mr. Israel? That was quick era math there. Yeah, twenty two and a half up, twenty two and a half down from two twelve fifty. You said it really fast. Now it's two thirteen. You're losing you're already uh losing your bet. Joel's thinking. That's He's fine. thinking big time here. So what do we got? We got two thirty. One ninety versus two thirty five. So that's uh twenty-four. <laughs> you have to make sure the edge is there. Actually, I'm gonna carve on a short flow of thirty-one percent. This is now the people who are short this thing who are partying in the streets two days ago are puking their guts out under their desk right Or now. they're selling more. Well, they're selling more. They're going to lose more money because I think it's going to 235 before right. it goes back to 190. Okay. All right. He's going to do it? I'll do it. All right. We got a bet. Lunch bet. Okay. 190. Joel's got, I got 235 on Carvana. I'm going with GS. I'm going with the guidance and I'm going with the short squeeze. Wait, just so, just so I'm clear on the terms here, this is which one, which price will hit first? He's got 190. Right. I got 235. Okay. But it doesn't have to be today. No, any day. Just it's, any it's day. a binary bet when yeah. it occurs. All right. All right. these price bets, it's like whenever it occurs. It could be ten years from now. Maybe, maybe it'll be fifty years from now. We'll all be dead, Actually, but we'll have to. Somebody has have to be, be logging this. One ninety one for it to be fair. Okay, fine. One ninety one. <laughs> Spencer gave it to you on my bet. <laughs> one ninety one. It is. I just all right. Two thirty five versus one ninety one. Sure. Go done. All right. Next, uh, moving on here. That was fun. Um, it, that was, I mean, there are some other ratings out there, but none more influential, I think, than, than the Carvana note this morning. So that'll definitely make the rounds today um, on the cable news networks. I want to go to the chat here. Uh, unless there's anything else I missed on your list, Dennis or Joel. Um, I always got a lot on my list, but no battery day. Nike earnings tonight I had. That was yeah. a big one, which we haven't talked the Nike swoosh yet. AutoZone yeah. earnings I have on my list, which blew it away. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the numbers on AutoZone. Uh, Let's do it. Uh, their uh, earnings per share. Man, just do a stock split. Earnings per share, $30. Yeah, do a stock split, AutoZone. $30.93 per share versus a $24 and cent estimate sales 4.5 versus $4.1 billion. Same store sales up 21.8% year over year, man, that was are working on their cars. Yes. They work on their houses and they work on their cars. That's it was predictable. I actually went long this thing at the close 1180601. And then it traded up over $1,200 ahead of the print. And I was like, wow, you know, I don't have to hold it through the print and make, you know, over $1,200. I mean, so anyway, so I sold it and obviously I should have held it through the print because the stock is up more, but I was that confident. I was like, I think AutoZone beats. So even if I can't get out ahead of the print, I think I make money on it. And obviously I should have held it through the print, but, and, and the whole reason for that is I just figure people are working on their cars. So AutoZone, Wait, I thought, AAP. I thought everyone's buying new electric cars. Why, why <laughs> that's what that's why what they are. That's what Tesla wants cars. to think. You can't, you can't have a lot of people working on their cars. My buddy who's got the shop is so busy right now, and it's the same thing. So I, I think AutoZone, AAP, probably up in sympathy here. You got O'Reilly uh, up four bucks here as well in sympathy. So I mean, these stocks are. Again, these are these were breaking down, but these were stocks that were probably good buys in the dip. Yeah, twelve fifty pre market high. Oh, ooh, look at that! 
three pesky highs in a row. Oh, right there. 1250-181. Whew. 1250-131. Joel's got his fading shoes on today. He's a fader. Are you fading all this rally? And it's below it. So uh you don't you won't see that pre-market high. Oh, it's right there. Oh, 1250. It's a nice resistance area. You give Huge. me a drop like that, then you give me three highs in the same area. That that's a good Joel likes the twelve fifty. I agree. Uh, uh pre-market high is just over is it twelve fifty, twelve fifty, yep, right on the kisser. So I concur. Good good number. Twelve twelve fifty. You know, for long. I mean you don't want to go short anything in this market, of course, but uh perhaps if you're looking for the long. Unless you were last week. Right. All right. Continuing on the Merry Parade. I don't see any really thing in earnings here that I even want to talk about. I bet. All right. To the chat we go. Uh, um, drop your tickers in there and we will bring them up on the show. Let's look at XPEV. This is not one that I am familiar with. Uh, relatively new name. Um, XPEV. Yeah, this is from... Who just dropped this in the chat? Who did I get this from? Uh, Will W in the YouTube chat. Uh, I'm is- long it. <laughs> I didn't even know I was long it. What? What do you mean? You- yeah, I bought it. It must have got a rating change on it or something. It's got to be a rating change. I didn't even know I had it. I just looked at the portfolio. I was like, I can't talk about this. I'm long it. <laughs> Overnight not- portfolio. Oh, goodness. I- I'm not even talking about the stock. I didn't even know it. That's how many stocks I get. XPV, it's got to have a rating or something. There's got to be a reason I bought this last night. It's probably got a rating on it. Okay. Yeah, XPEV, I believe it's JP Morgan, if I'm correct. It doesn't? Uh, I, I don't see one, but if you say so, doesn't mean. Yeah, XPEV, JP Morgan put an overweight on it. Okay. So that's why it's up this morning. That's why I'm long it. 1886 fills the gap from yesterday or yeah, from Friday to Monday has uh, got right really close to that. So above 1886 uh, really opens up until the pair of highs in 1950. I think this is a, isn't this a car company too? Electric car, Chinese electric car yeah, company. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, to more familiar names. What about Splunk? S-P-L-K. I'm talking about the Splunkster for a hot second. Marching. Again, it's this move to tech. I mean, you put in a double bottom there yesterday. I'd be a buyer of pullbacks here. I think tech bottomed yesterday. So, I mean, I, I, I think on all of these, you know, and, and, you know, maybe you get this, you know, overnight, you know, pop, you know, and you have a follow through here from a wicked move yesterday, but maybe it fades later on in the afternoon. And I would be looking at those fades to buy. So same thing with Splunkster. I think SPLK put in a nice double bottom there yesterday. If it was to pull back in the 174, 175 area, I think I'd be a buyer. Uh, two and three day high right there around 180. So if you could get you bust above 180 here, uh, things really start to open up another gap to fill. So good support at the double bottom and let's see if we can get clear 180, maybe if not today over the next couple of sessions. All right, uh, we're being asked about another SPAC. This, this one I think we discussed maybe. Uh, PIC, they were in the news a couple of years ago because they uh, confirmed yeah. or they approved their merger with XL Fleet. Uh, that EV? EV play? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's a, yeah hybrid. Uh, so it looks like a, a competitor to potentially to uh, an SHLL, uh, potentially to a, a workhorse. 
Um, but PIC, I don't know. We, I don't know what, to, what you can say. We've seen these things sort of blast off here. They can, they can go anywhere. They, they can, can continue go. to blast off. They could come back down. It could cool off. I mean, it gets back down near 10 or $11. It seems like these original prices when they pull back are buying opportunities. It was the same reason when I got back in that LCA and it's not, it, it's the gaming play of it. But as it came down, you know, below 12, I'm like, well, I don't think it's going below 10. And I still like the story. And eventually they do come back. So do I want to chase it here? I mean, you're probably $3 worth of risk. It doesn't seem like a lot of these things want to go back under 10 once they get announced. Um, we don't, just don't have a lot of precedents. I know Mitch is doing some research on that, which we can give it to you once he's done. But I mean, I think you got three bucks of risk. And if you're buying it here, I think the upside is, <laughs> who knows? So I'd rather be long than bucks. short. I'm not chasing it, but I'd rather be long than short. Yeah. Uh, Nice high from yesterday at 14, pulled back at 13.31. So you want to stay green, you want to hit 14, you want to go over 14 and keep on, keep on going. Uh, I think if you start to pull back through the close, you could get a look at uh, yesterday's low at 12.73. So looking at yesterday's range is really between 12.73, 14, chop, must stay green on the session and take out 14. All right. Uh, what about Stitch Fix here, SFIX? So they're due to report after the close today. This is a weird one because it's retail, but it's also like stay-at-home retail, if that makes sense, because you, you just it's a subscription service where you just order your, all your clothes online, and they come to you, and you just send it back, and it's an endless stream. So wow. you know, there are no stores, uh, so they don't have a, they don't have a footprint really. But it is it is retail, so a bit of a a weird one here. It's sort of between retail and tech. You know what? This has been consolidation station for a long time. If this can get above 30, it would be in a breakout. This is actually a very interesting chart here. Um, I know Kramer kind of dogged it last night. I'll take the opposite side of Jim Kramer. I think this thing breaks out and goes. I like it from a chart, just from a technical perspective. Yeah, I, Not knowing anything really about the fundamentals yeah, other than what they do. I guess if people are they're doing shopping and online and getting stuff, I... A uh, little puzzled at the fundamentals on this one, but does, does it not look like it's consolidating to go? It uh, it uh, you know it has those highs, same area, good report. You get over thirty. Yep. Uh, thirty was a number in July, so you thirty forty four actually. Um, another double top in on the monthlies around uh, thirty two, but. It it looks it looks prime. I mean, obviously, I think this has gotten hit off earnings previously. Uh, real good support though uh, at twenty seven. So we'll see if this guy can break out after the report. Upwork, UPWK, and Stitch Fix look sleepy to me and look ready to go. I like both these charts. What about I'm, F not, I'm long neither of them, but I want to be. What about SVRR while you're at it? SVRR. FFV. Oh, Fiverr. Yeah. I trade this all the time. It's fun well, stock to trade. It's also volatile. It's also consolidating. Yeah. Above 130. This thing breaks out over 130. It could be 160. Watch this one. Put it on your watch list. This could be a breakout that works. That's the one thing. You know, you try to play the breakouts in non-tech and they never work. The breakouts in tech have been working. So you get this thing making new all-time highs above 130. Fiverr, it could go again. I mean, obviously, you know, it all, all depends on the overall market. If we just give back and start rolling over, you know, but I think tech I think even if we're going into the lockdown and you've seen the cases rise, I don't think that's necessarily bad for tech. If I'm going to be long anything, I want to be long tech stocks. Uh, it's get, getting a running start into that 131.79. Uh, if you get a pullback here under 127, 
Uh, you had the high from yesterday, 20, 26.71, 26.49, the two-day high, 26.52. So if you sneak under 127, I'm sure some people would like to, to get this stock back. And uh, obviously, if it breaks above the all-time high, which was made just a few days ago, that's 131.39, uh, no resistance to speak of. Uh, Eric Fannin just brought a BlackBerry. I'm glad he did because I forgot about this one. They, uh, Did they count? They, what? Do, they, do we count? Do we actually care about BlackBerry or anything? Well, yeah, I, I, I should. Here's what I was going to say. I was gonna say. You didn't even listen. If you're looking for a lower price stock that could potentially break out, there's a catalyst deal this morning. They were chosen. They won uh, an Air Force contract uh, to provide uh, cell services for the Air Force. Uh, so, government contract for BlackBerry up 3.5% in the pre market. If you're looking for a lower price stock, it's, it's formative base here. I mean, it doesn't look that bad to me, is all I'm saying. What's the symbol? I haven't looked at Double B. Oh, God, I haven't looked at this in so long. I hate BlackBerry. Sorry, Canadians. I know Waterloo Company was a great company. You guys were the first ones to obviously come out with, you know, your BlackBerry cell phones, and everybody had to have them. Then iPhone ate your lunch, and that was the end of you. Um, I could get a squeeze. Could it pop up to 6 bucks on a squeeze? Maybe. Oh, just admit that the chart doesn't look half bad. Joel, back me up. I think it's just been it's consolidating to go lower. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's had trouble over five a couple times. It's not so, at zero. That's a good thing. Yeah. It needs, I mean, this one, you know, if it can bust over five, then, you know, maybe it has a little chance of a short squeeze. So, I mean, it doesn't look bad. A couple monthly lows in the same area, but you're definitely, uh, you're definitely fighting a, a downtrend here. Yeah. All right. I won't argue that point. All right. Uh, that'll be a wrap for us. We'll get Joel uh, a new headset here today, but I want to thank our guest, Anne-Marie Band. Thanks to all of you in our chat on YouTube, on Benzinga Pro, and on Benzinga.com slash premarket dash prep. Uh, please hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. That, that'll help us out a lot with YouTube, and we appreciate that. You can always email us as well. Premarket at Benzinga.com is our email address. Please remember all the information from our shows are meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Tuesday and good luck out there. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.